Well, good evening, beloved people of God. We gather here tonight to remember this great day of Good Friday and the story that once again is told to us through Scripture. We thank each of you for being here this evening, for truly this is the very cross of Christianity that we remember here this evening. For all our guests, we want to welcome you and thank you for being part of our service here today. For those that have never been part of our service on Good Friday, we celebrate it through the act of what's called the Tenabre service. And uh, it's actually a service of darkness is what that means in Latin. And so as we're here tonight, we remember not only of Jesus' last moments of his life, where he bled on that cross and was died and then was given into that tomb. As the service goes on, we'll be simply hearing the words of Scripture read to us once again. There'll be moments to remember the life of Jesus slowly being snuffed out as these candles will be extinguished. And then afterwards, we will prepare the altar to remember Jesus' burial as well. Tonight is a very somber service, but yet it's called Good Friday. Because it's on this day more than any other where we see the love of the Father that's offered to each of us. As we're here tonight, I hope that one of the things you keep in mind is that when Jesus was going through all this, he was thinking of you and me and everyone in this room. So for all the things that we read here tonight, know that the Father's love is poured out for you and for me, and for all the world who would accept him. Let us pray. Father God, as we're here tonight, help us to join with the Christians that have gone on before us, Christians around the world today, and even Christians yet to come. We'll stop on this very day to remember the cross, your crucifixion, your words and your love poured out for us. As we hear tonight, God, we truly do once again take time to be amazed and to stand and kneel before you and ask what kind of God is this who loves us so. We pray this all in Jesus' mighty name. Jesus went forth with his disciples across the Kidron Valley, where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas, procuring a band of soldiers <clears throat> and some officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, went there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Then Jesus, knowing all that was to befall him, came forward and said to them, Whom do you seek? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. If you seek me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the word which he had spoken. I did not lose a single one of them whom you gave me. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's slave and cut off his right ear. The slave's name was Malchus. Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword into its sheath. Shall I not drink from the cup which my father has given me?
So the band of soldiers and their captain and the officers of the Judean authorities seized Jesus and bound him. First they led him to Ananias, for he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. It was Caiaphas who had given counsel to the religious authorities that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. As this disciple was known to the high priest, he entered the court of the high priest along with Jesus, while Peter stood outside at the door. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to the woman who guarded the gate and brought Peter in. The woman who guarded the gate said to Peter, Are, you, are not you also one of this man's disciples? He said, I am not. Now the servants and the officers had made a charcoal fire, because it was cold, and they were standing and warming themselves. Peter was also with them, standing and warming himself. <clears throat> the high priest then questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. Jesus answered him, I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in synagogues and in the temple where all the Jewish people come together. I have said nothing secretly. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I have said to them. They know what I have said. When he said this, one of the officers standing by struck Jesus with his hand, saying, Is that how you answer the high priest? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken wrongly, bear witness to the wrong. But if I have spoken rightly, why do you strike me? Ananias then sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. They said to him, Are you not also one of his disciples? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, a kinsman of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Peter again denied it, and at once the cock crowed. Then they led Jesus from the house of Caiaphas to Pilate's headquarters. It was early. They themselves did not enter the headquarters so they might not be defiled, but might eat the Passover. So Pilate went out to them and said, What accusations do you bring against this man? They answered him, If this man were not an evildoer, we would not have handed him over. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and judge him by your law. The religious authority said to him, It is not lawful for us to put any man to death. This was to fulfill the word which Jesus had spoken, to show by what death he would die. Pilate entered the headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it about me? Pilate answered him, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? 
Jesus answered, my kingship is not of this world. If my kingship were of this world, my servants would fight, that I might not be handed over to the religious authorities, but my kingship is not from this world. Pilate said to him, so you are a king. Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I have come to the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? After Pilate had said this, he went to the religious authorities again and told them, I find no crime in him, but you have a custom that I should release one man for you at Passover. Will you have me release for you the king of the Jews? They cried out again, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Then Pilate took Jesus and scourged him. And the soldiers plaited a crown of thorns and put it on his head and arrayed him in a purple robe. They came up to him saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and struck him with their hands. Pilate went out again and said to them, See, I am bringing him out to you, that you may know that I find no crime in him. So Jesus came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Behold the man. When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no crime in him. The religious authorities answered him, We have the law, and by that law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. When Pilate heard these words, he was more afraid. He entered the headquarters again and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave no answer. Pilate therefore said to him, You will not speak to me? Do you not know that I have the power to release you and the power to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no power over me unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me to you has the greater sin. Upon this, Pilate sought to release him. But the religious authorities cried out, If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Everyone who makes himself a king sets himself against Caesar. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judgment seat, a place called the pavement, and in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about the sixth hour. He said to the religious authorities, Behold your king! They cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? And the chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. And they handed him over to be crucified. So they took Jesus, and he went out, bearing his own cross, to the place called the place of a skull, which is in Hebrew, Golgotha. 
There they crucified him, and with two others, one on each side, and Jesus between them. Pilate also wrote a title and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Judeans read this title for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek. The Jewish chief priest then said to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews, but this man said, I am the King of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and made four parts, one for each soldier, also his tunic. But the tunic was without seam, woven from top to bottom. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it, to see whose it shall be. This was to fulfill the scripture. They parted my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. So the soldiers did this, but standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing near, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was not finished, said, to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A bowl full of vinegar stood there, so they put a sponge full of vinegar on hyssop and held it up to his mouth. When Jesus had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Since it was the day of preparation, in order to prevent the bodies from remaining on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath was a high day, the religious authorities asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. When they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. He who saw it was, was born witness. His testimony is true, and he knows that he tells the truth that you all may also believe. For these things took place that the scriptures might be fulfilled. Not a bone of him shall be broken. And again, another scripture says, they shall look on him whom they have pierced. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, for fear of the religious authority, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him leave. So he came and took away the body. Nicodemus also, who had first come to him by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds weight. 
They took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths and with the spices as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden and the garden, a new tomb where no one had ever laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation, as the tomb was closed at hand, they lead Jesus there.
Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. What we remember here today reminds us that proves God's love toward us. And so in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. As we leave in silence, let's hear this benediction. May the Lord who loves us so much, not only came to earth, put on flesh and blood, but when the time was right, gave himself up for us, suffering a death that was worthy of the worst criminal in the world, but did it so that you and I could be forgiven. May the love of that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit go with you now and forever. Amen.